0: Hey man, it's Monday and this is the Pandola Project with your motivation. I'm Matt Pandola.
1: And I'm Jake Parker. We are here to give you your dose of motivation this week, coming to you in the form of grace, gratitude, and guts. Yeah, man.
0: This comes from Bobby McGee. I was just in Colorado. It was just me and Bobby McGee working together, Jake. Sounds like a movie, Matt. I always enjoy my time working with the world's best. And Bobby is a highly respected running and triathlon coach. He has several world champions
1: and Olympians in his stable, Jake. That's a pretty impressive repertoire. Must have been cool getting to spend some time with him. And grace, gratitude, and guts, if I'm not mistaken, that comes from Bobby. Yeah, that's his mantra. We, with his permission, have been
0: putting that on the back of our shirts And we teach that to our athletes because we really want them to understand what it means and how to live by those principles.
1: I would want that for any person that I have anything to do with, not just athletes.
0: Yeah. So let's get into it. What is grace? I think about grace as, first of all, being humble.
1: I was going to say humility. Exactly.
0: And this is something interesting, Jake, that Bobby brought up to me. So he was just talking to me about my running career. And at one point I said, then I ran for so-and-so. And this is coach that I mentioned. And Bobby actually happened to know the coach. And he said, no, you didn't. And I thought my first instinct was, wait a minute. Did he forget about me? I did too. And so Bobby just shook his head. And then I understood what he was getting at. I didn't run for this coach, I ran for me, or at least I should have been. And he said, I wonder if that can be some of the problem that we have with athletes, because more in America, he's originally from South Africa, more in America is where I hear about athletes saying they run for somebody. You don't really hear that where I'm from. That's
1: interesting. I wouldn't have guessed that, but I'm also an American. I wouldn't know. Just like when we talk about
0: Workouts here. Only in America do we really refer to that workouts, whereas in places like Bobby's from, it's called training. And the difference is training has a plan to them and workouts don't. So that's where that comes from. So there are some social differences there, but important lessons to learn here from that. So Bobby says, Hey, I am here to serve you as a coach, I'm here to serve my athlete. So you're not running for me. You're running for you.
1: Does that even make them your athlete?
0: No, they're not your athlete. And, of course, he understands that when I speak about an athlete that I'm very connected with, spend a lot of time with, then maybe that athlete, in my mind, is almost like family to me. And I might slip up and say, my athlete. It's an endearing term, but it's important for me that that athlete does understand that they're not doing it for me. So it brought me back to this question that I asked my athletes a few years back, once again, after working with Bobby. And I asked my athletes, who are you afraid of disappointing the most? That's a tough question. So I gave them three options. Is it your parents? Is it your coach, or is it yourself? The majority of the hands that raised up were for my coach. They were afraid of disappointing their coach. And that was me.
1: That's got to make you feel kind of awkward.
0: Well, I realize that athletes want to do well for their coaches because their coaches have put a lot of time in with them. But that is where, again, I think with even good intentions, sometimes we can have misplaced intention without even realizing it. So it's important along the way that we are having the right conversations about what the intent is and who they are doing
1: this for, which obviously should be for themselves. And when you, Matt, as a coach, teach this to the athletes that work with you, see, I almost said your athletes there. When you teach this to the kids that come and are coached by you, you're also teaching them to pass it on, pay it forward.
0: Right, because if you lead by example, odds are your athletes are going to reflect that. So being a good sportsman and just being a good person in every aspect of life That is what we want for ourselves, for our kids, for our athletes, for our communities. So this is an important topic to me. Grace is also about being able to serve others.
1: Which in the context of athletics, of sport, that comes into things like being a good sport. Keep your chin up when you get knocked down, even if someone knocked you down like an opponent, a rival, an athletic rival. It tells
0: a lot to me when I see an athlete that has a bad day. They didn't achieve the performance that they desired. They maybe had a loss when they wanted to have that win. Are they going to walk up to their competition and genuinely be happy for them that they had a good performance and see that as an opportunity to be able to serve, to be a good sportsman, And to be able to give that other athlete positive energy and reinforcement, not being afraid of that athlete now being somehow superior to you. Because guess what? If you are humble and graceful and you are willing to support others and serve others and elevate others, it's only going to elevate you, too. And if you look at that as now an opportunity to be able to get better because, hey, I have really good competition out here and I'm gonna learn something about myself from this. And this other athlete, is allowing me to get better that athlete might have beaten me today but they're serving me in a way
1: I think that ties in perfectly to the second part of this mantra gratitude you can be grateful for your defeats and guess what I know that sounds pretty weird to be thankful for someone beating you no obviously you're not shooting for that that's not your goal but when it happens if you can take that with grace and gratitude you will grow so much from that experience rather than letting it knock you down.
0: Absolutely. Compared to what? We have mentioned this before, but I always like to remind my athletes of the opportunities that they have. I had a bad day. I had a bad performance. I might even have an injury that I'm dealing with, but compared to what? I lost today. Okay. How does this affect the rest of your life compared to what? You're going to be able to achieve much, much more if you see things as happening for you, not to you. And I get to do this today. I get to do this tomorrow. I have this opportunity. So gratitude, also good example from Bobby. He was talking to a triathlete that was kind of freaking out the morning of her race. And he told her, you don't have to race today. And I think just that reminder, she raced because she realized that she wanted to race. But once he posed it that way, I think it brings the gratitude into, I get to do this today. Stop thinking about the things that might be hard to overcome or the fact that I'm nervous or I have fear. I'm going to see that fear as excitement. I'm going to choose to look at this differently differently. I'm going to be grateful for my opportunity that I am able to go out and do this today. So no matter what it is that you're trying to achieve, there's going to be doubts. There's going to be fears. There's going to be obstacles. And I believe that gratitude is what keeps you going. And that is the difference between
1: the world's best and other people who have given up have gratitude for the fear because that gives you something to overcome have gratitude for your challenges because that presents you an opportunity to be better than you were before which ties us into our third word guts it takes guts to have gratitude in the face of fear and obstacles
0: yeah Jake any goal that we set out for ourselves it's exciting to set up a new goal for yourself Mm -hmm. but it takes guts if it's a goal worth achieving that means it's probably Something hard to overcome in the first. You place.
1: might fail,
0: right? So, I mean, if, if it's something that you know that you can do right now, it might be a goal, like a micro goal, something as simple as checking off the box that I'm going to do my 20-minute run today, or I'm going to feed the dog. Right? It's That's just something that you're checking off. Yes, you're doing those things as a part of your process to success, and those micro goals are, of course, important for your long-term success. But we're talking about goals here that maybe we're not 100% sure we can get to them, which that's kind of what makes it exciting in the first place. So if you're going to try to take on a new goal that let's say it's not even athletic, let's say that we're going to decide to even switch careers and we now have to put ourselves into a new situation, learn new information, maybe take some online courses. There's so much good information out there and there's so many ways that we can progress today we get to do this, we have these opportunities, but why are we not doing them? Are we afraid that we're not smart enough? Are we afraid that we're not going to be able to finish that goal if we set out to achieve it? It takes guts. It takes a risk. You have to buy into yourself and you have to decide that I'm going to take a risk here. I might fall, But i'm going to fall forward i'm going to take a risk but i'm going to go for it and i'm going to believe that i can achieve this and even if you fall a little short of a goal are you still making progress by working towards that goal you might not have completely achieved that goal you might have wanted let's say a certain pinnacle But striving for that and getting higher up in your own hierarchy of success, that was an achievement.
1: That absolutely counts.
0: And I would like to just talk a little bit about the naysayers, because I think that this is something we all have to be prepared for. When we have goals, we might say it out loud. That's a part of keeping us committed, maybe. So we're going to let people know that we want to achieve this goal. And there are going to be people out there that are quick to criticize you when you fall.
1: Usually people
0: who haven't uh, accomplished things that they wanted to. That's exactly what happens. In my opinion, any person who has been highly successful and achieved these kind of things, they're not going to criticize you. They're not going to say, I told you so. They're going to help pick you back up and give you positive reinforcement. But those people that are negative negative that say, yeah, I I knew he was crazy for saying he was gonna do that. Well, you know what, at least you tried. You're better off for it. Most people have experienced this themselves, but if you do a really good job with something, really good job, now say this is for work, you're looking for referrals, you're looking for positive feedback. You might have that one person that tells three people about what you've done. But if you fail at something or you get a negative review, that one person will tell, I think it's 12 people.
1: Yeah, the haters seem
0: to have a little bit of an advantage here. So it's really only an advantage if you give it to them. Mm. And so that's kind of the point I like to bring across. This is going to be an obstacle, but it doesn't have to be in the way. And it can even serve you because I like to prove the naysayers wrong and I might not prove them wrong right away. Even if it takes me longer, that's almost like even more gratifying when it does happen. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Now, what are you going to say? Let it build. Right. I don't really respect people who are negative like that. Certainly shouldn't let it get to me. But, you know, we're all human and I think that it can sometimes. So it's a part of that process. And- By the way, if you have things like that that bother you, it's okay to acknowledge it. I'm going to acknowledge that it bothers me, that I have doubters, that I have haters. But you can also choose to eliminate that. Surround yourself with the right influence, with truly good friends, and tell them your goals. Give them the opportunity to help you and maybe keep it within that circle more so you're not now enabling This other negativity around you. So that's another thing that you can do. These are all parts of your process to success. And I think that everyone is able to use grace, gratitude and guts to achieve anything that they really have a strong why for that they really believe in
1: so let us know how you're going to implement grace, gratitude, and guts into your process to success. We love getting emails from you guys. Send us one. It's Project at gmail.com. And the Pendola Project is on Facebook. Give us a like there. We're also on Instagram. You can see our cool pictures. And if you're listening on a podcast app, consider writing a review wherever you may be listening. Let's remember... Every day is an opportunity to have more grace,
0: gratitude, and guts. Thanks for listening.